joyful and happy, like a kid picked for a playground game of basketball. Captain Jesus chose me for his team, even though he already knows I can't play well. Such grace is truly amazing, and I understand why our congregation sang that part of the song with such joy. When I got to the word holy, however, things started to become more complicated. Being holy has a different connotation to different people. Even mainstream Christian denominations and orthodox religious organizations interpret that word in myriad ways. Wars have been fought over what was holy. Churches have split and denominations have divided over what was considered holy. Confused, I walked into my pastor's study, went right up to his bookshelf, and pulled out one of his dusty old Greek books. I looked up the word holy and saw that it simply means set apart for sacred use. Once you strip the word of the differing theological labels and deal with it at face value, it becomes fairly easy to grasp. God has set us apart to be used by him to change our world. I will not debate what makes or keeps someone holy. That debate has raged since long before I was born and will persist long after I am gone. But we can all understand that to be holy is to be set apart, to be used by God in the world. At my church in Denver, we have special silver trays used to serve communion the first Sunday of the month. These trays happen to be the right dimensions for serving pizza to the youth group on Friday nights. But the elders would probably fire the brazen youth pastor for doing that because these trays are considered holy. The trays have been chosen set apart for the sole purpose of serving communion. And we, the New Testament Church, were sovereignly selected, chosen by the grace of God and set apart, holy, to be used by Him in the world. With this in mind, I felt I was tracking really well with St. Peter until I got to the word royal. I knew most of the people in my little church, and they were definitely not royalty. Most were just honest, hardworking people. Some were, to my mind, really pious and praying people. But nobody singing that song was royal, myself included. No one owned a castle or wore a crown. We couldn't be royal, as we all lived in the hood. I felt that St. Peter either was stretching it a bit with that word, or he had never visited my home church. This idea of royalty threw me, so I went back to my pastor's Greek books to look up the word. Come to find out the Greek word for royal didn't have any variations or other meanings. It just meant royal. This insight set me on a path of discovery. I wanted to fully understand how God could possibly see us as royal. 
I am not one to break up scripture and discard parts that don't make sense. So how could I accept the other words describing the New Testament church but dismiss the third word? I couldn't. If we were chosen and holy, then we also had to be royal, even if I could not understand how. Stuck on the concept of royalty, I was familiar with kings and queens sitting on thrones, wearing crowns and tiaras. I saw none of this in the faithful people in the pews. But that could not negate the truth of the word of God, so I began to pray for guidance. Then I began to study the scriptures. I wanted to understand this path to royalty.